0: Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad and I want to welcome you this week. We've got an amazing session and I know I probably say that every week. I'm pretty sure I I do, but one of my absolute favorite guests are joining us today is joining us today and that is Frank Pulley. Frank, can you say hi to everybody?
0: Hey everybody, welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Frank is uh, not only a real estate coach with us, with Wealth Builders, he is also a business coach and he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's just so full of information. He's helped us personally on numerous occasions. And today he's going to be talking on a subject that I think is going to be super helpful. It's called how to use credit, how to control credit and how to have credit help you to make your business successful. You know, we talk to a lot of people, Frank, that you know, they're, they're very focused on getting out of debt, which is great. Dave Ramsey yes. talks about that. But when we introduce Billy talking about the law of leverage, it kind of like makes them step back and say, wait a minute, is this okay that we use credit? We've been taught to get out of debt, but the law of leverage that Billy teaches is what really rocked Dave and Mai's world to understand how wealth is built and what you're going to be talking about today is a really important aspect of that. So I want to let all of you listening um, know that we have got our real estate workshop coming up here in just a couple weeks. It is April 28th to the 30th. It's in Denver, Colorado. We are sold out in person, but we still have live stream tickets available. And so if you want to learn more about that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events and then um You actually get to listen to it for three weeks following the event. So even if you have a busy weekend, you can't make every session, you can watch the replay of it. And I just guarantee you, um, it it will really help you with real estate. Even if you're just trying to figure out if you want to go into real estate, it's over 20 hours of teaching and Bill Bronchek calls it a real estate crash course. So I think that says a lot right there. So, all right, Frank, I am very excited to hear about this. Um, and credit is one of those things that, that when used properly, just coming from banking in 25 years, it can really help you. But if you don't use it properly, there's definitely some ways that it can get you into positions you don't want to be in. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Frank Pulley.
0: Hey everybody. Thanks for being on the podcast today. You know, The average American doesn't really give a lot of thought to their credit. I mean, they do when they're maybe applying for a credit card or buying a car or, you know, uh, getting a mortgage on a house, but credit is so important in this everyday life. It can impact your ability to get a job, to even join a gym sometimes, definitely impacts the uh, amount of interest you're gonna pay on a loan, and this that and the other thing so let's talk a little bit about credit and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some credit basics you know how you establish credit if you're new out there credit scores and you know what do those mean how do you maintain and improve your credit and what if you have a credit challenge now again we're gonna we're gonna try and fit that in so we're gonna get going so what is credit well Credit is basically trust given to another person for future payment of a loan, credit card balance, et cetera. So, and the creditor is the person or company to whom a debt is owed. Now, the big three are TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Those are the big three. And uh, most lenders, credit card companies, et cetera, rely on at least one, if not all three of these. So it's it's important to kind of keep up and maintain good credit because your credit score uh, really will impact a lot of things in your life. So credit card companies that kind of, or or any creditor looks at your capacity, What uh, what's your ability to pay back? Do you have any capital? Do you have, uh, you know, some sort of resources? Do you have collateral? Now on, Credit cards—it's an unsecured loan, so they want to make sure you do have some assets. Although they're not normally going to lean those. What kind of conditions are you going to borrow the money for? Is it just for some trip to, you know, Fiji, or or you borrowing it for something that's a performing asset? And also your character—that's hard to judge. But over a period of time, credit card companies and and mortgage companies can kind of uh, establish kind of a credit. Uh, what your credit credit character is. Now, if you're just starting out getting credit, and I remember this way back when, a um, couple of hints. First of all, don't change jobs or residences frequently. Start to get things like uh, utilities in your name. Have a bank account. You know, have savings and assets, even if it's just a little bit now a lot of times you can apply for a store credit card one of the you know uh, one of the department stores etc those are pretty easy to get and usually get a three to five hundred hundred dollar credit limit and make sure that you start paying the balance correctly and and promptly you can get a secured credit card where you go to the bank and say okay i'm gonna put 500 bucks in a savings account and i'd like a secured credit card on that Bank will give you you a $500 credit limit. If you don't pay it, they take it out of your savings. After a while, six months to a year, a lot of times they'll turn that into a a regular credit card. The thing is, if you're investing in real estate or going to any kind of business, you should be building and improving your credit while you're still working your regular full-time job. And by the way, this does not happen overnight, you guys. It takes a little bit of time. So what are some of the sources we have for credit? Well, um, we got banks, credit unions, I think are a great uh, place to get loans and they're starting to work with the real estate investors now. Some retail stores, as I mentioned, finance companies, yeah, they're they're okay, but they're gonna charge a lot of interest savings and loans, and actually internet stores, you know, like Amazon and Apple, all those guys, it's fairly easy to get a credit card with those guys, but you're going to have to start small as far as your, your limit. Now, let's talk a little bit about when you're applying for credit, what are some of the things that are important? What are the right questions to ask? Well, what's the annual fee? I mean, you know, it's fairly unregulated now, so you can pay 30 or plus percent annual percentage rate uh on a credit card and that's hard to pay off so what's the end is there an annual fee some credit cards in addition to hitting you with a uh, a big percentage rate annually they also charge you a hundred dollar fee find out when the payments are due and what is the minimum payment due each month is there a grace period are there other f- fees associated with credit, such as minimum uh, finance charges, uh, what if you take a cash, advance, etc. What's the credit limit? What are the penalties for later missed payments? It's important to know that because in some situations, you miss one payment and they can raise your interest rates. So, these are just some things to, to ask, okay? Now, establishing uh, good credit, let's talk about real quick. Um, if you're going into business, how about establishing a business line of credit? All right. Pretty much the same as we already talked about before. You know, you wanna don't want to change jobs frequently or whatever, but it's even more important because you want to have good personal credit. And most uh, banks, et cetera, will lend you money, but they're going to want your business in an entity like an LLC or an S corporation. And you need to get an EIN, which is a employee identification number from the IRS. You can usually open a business card, a uh, business credit card. Um, again, you got to kind of start small, but if you're working with vendors and suppliers, a lot of times they may extend credit. And if you can pay them a little early, that's even better. And if they report to the credit agencies, that's even better. And make sure you keep your information updated with all three credit bureaus. Uh, you can run uh, a uh, credit search on your account once a year for free. And it's uh, not freecredit.com, it's annualcreditscore.com. So just remember that, okay? Um, For business loans, they want a a FICO score, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, of 660 or higher. They want your business to be pulling in at least $25,000 a year in gross revenue. And they want you to be in business for at least six months or more. They want some collateral to secure your line of credit. But if you're in real estate, gosh, if you buy right, you're going to have plenty of collateral. And of course, they're going to, make sure that you're going to be able to pay that back. So let's talk about those credit scores that I talked about. A lot of people don't really pay attention to these, and it's important. I check my credit a couple times a month, and no, I don't always go out to the big three. I'll tell you a little secret in a minute. But a credit score is a number that helps a lender kind of predict if you're going to pay the loan back on time. A credit score is dynamic, depending on the amount of debt you have, um, your personal income, et cetera, your business income, it's going to change. And a credit score has broad use and impact. As I said, it can really, uh, even getting homeowner's insurance, they check your credit and you'll get a better rate if you have a good credit score. Now, the most popular one is called the FICO which is a Fair Isaac credit score. And it's one of the most common credit scoring systems. And it varies between 350 and 850. But other credit scoring systems called Vantage Score uh, were developed by the three credit bureaus from 501 to 990. And I'll tell you how they're used in a minute. FICO says a good credit score falls between 670 and 739. And Vantage Score says good scores fall between 661 and 780. They're just a little bit different, but let's just face it. If you got a really high credit score, then then you're even better. If you can be above that 720, etc. Here's some facts. The average credit score in the U.S. is 716. The average credit score for Americans age 23 to 29 is 660. And I know some of you may be out there. As you get Older, you typically have the highest credit score, like, uh, you know, seniors usually have it up in the 700s. Low-income families, though, have a median credit score of 658, which isn't too bad. And 23% of all Americans have a credit score above 800. And your payment history is 35% of that score, which we're going to talk about. What makes up your credit score? Well, if you get a lot of requests for new credit, uh, which we can call uh, maybe a hard hard uh, hit. Uh, basically, that's if you apply for a mortgage or for a car loan or something like that. If it's just a credit card company kind of checking you out and you're not requesting a credit card, those normally don't have any impact at all. Um, types of credit and use. If you got some of those high interest uh, credit cards or you're you're using somebody that's a little bit uh not one of the the main credit lenders it can Im- impact your score a little bit 10% payment history we mentioned 35% current total debt is 30% and I'll get back to that in a minute and the length of credit history is 15% you do not want more than 30% of your available credit on any given credit card now on your mortgage it might be a little bit different but on credit cards if i've got uh um three ten thousand uh, dollar credit limit cards, I would want to have only three thousand dollars on each one of those rather than nine thousand on one of them because it's going to keep my credit score higher. All right. So those are some things to think about when it comes to maintaining you know and getting a good credit score. But some of the things you want to do is it's pretty what should I say? good good common sense, as my grandma would say. Pay your bills on time, get current, stay current. Don't open a lot of new accounts too rapidly. If you have mistakes, when they do happen, they're a lot easier to uh, correct nowadays. Minimize those hard inquiries that I talked about, those hard hits to your credit. All right. Uh, I know one of our uh, fellow coaches, uh, Mike Davis, what he does, if he's looking uh, for a car or whatever, he takes a copy of, of his recent credit score to his. Car uh, car salesman and says, "Look, if I have this credit score, what are you going to sell me the car for?" I don't want you to run my credit yet. And so, if they decide to make a deal, then he lets them uh, go ahead and check his credit. But you could go all over town checking your credit, and you're going to have a bunch of hard hits, and that's. Going to be detrimental to your credit score. Don't close accounts unless necessary. There's sometimes when you might have to, but you know, let's face it. uh, If you've got them open, use them a little bit. Use them wisely. Keep your balances spread out, as I mentioned. Pay off the debt. I'm put it twice because it's so important. Check your credit report at least quarterly. Now, that's AnnualCreditReport.com is the freebie. Uh, Anytime you get denied credit, by the way, you can check with any of your, uh, the big three and they will give you, uh, they have to give you the uh, credit report for free. But one of the things I use is creditkarma.com or you can use Credit Sesame. It's just an app and it gives you an idea of what your credit score might be if they're free. And they'll send you notifications if your score goes up or down, or or if there's some things that are detrimental or good for your credit. And I check those rather than having to reach out to the big three all the time. Now, one thing I want to say about credit is you want to make sure that you protect yourself from identity fraud. (laughs) I have two-part authorization uh, on pretty much all my accounts. I use a password manager, so I can't remember all these. Uh, passwords, so they're fairly complex, but I can get them out of my password number. Be careful to use social security number. Identity fraud is going to a good place uh, that does identity fraud, like LifeLock, Aura, Identity Guard, even Experian. The big three have credit protection programs, but I like somebody that protects, goes through all three of the big three. They're going to do... they're going to monitor your uh, social security number your property titles that's a big scam anymore where people uh register their name on your title and try to sell your property they do dark web monitoring credit card monitoring bank account monitoring social media monitoring um and uh in your, your insurances and they send out text emails or both so I like LifeLock, but there's a lot of other ones out there. I'm not just, you know, uh, beholden to them. For my wife and I, it's about 40 bucks a month and I have my business pay it and it's the best 40 bucks I've ever spent. All right. Hey, Karen, up to this point, what do you got to ask? And then I'll go ahead and finish up here.
1: Wow, I think, Frank, this is so helpful. And sometimes what people don't realize until they have a problem with their credit, how important it is to actually stay on top of it. So you've talked about um, the things, you know, avoid a lot of credit pulls, you've given them information on, on where to go to check their credit. But if there is a um, like a lien out there or a collection item that you're not aware of, how can people find those before it ends up dinging their credit?
0: Well, if you go to the big three, normally that will be on there. Um, If you own property, you can run a title search on your property and it should show uh, if there's a lien out there. So. Those are a couple of ways you can do it. But yeah, you've got to really look at those. Uh, if you get a full credit report, they can be lengthy. You gotta really dig in and uh and look at it. But I found all three of the credit reporting agencies uh are quite helpful anymore. It used to be a disaster dealing with them, but they're they're actually pretty, pretty good and and pretty good in uh helping somebody out. The customer service is definitely improved. So
1: That's great. And what if somebody is in a situation where they have experienced identity theft, uh, maybe they didn't have the life lock like you talked about, what are steps that they can take to get that resolved and off their
0: credit? Well, the first thing I would do is I would call one of those companies and get identity theft. Okay, some of the things like, for example, my local local credit union for like $2 a quarter will provide me with identity theft insurance, as will my uh, homeowner's insurance. It's not very much. Now, I've got to do a lot of the work, but they're going to protect me. They're going to, if I need an attorney or something like that, they're going to help me with that. So, um, but I'm going to tell you, the best way is prevention, because I've been hacked. I got hacked about a year ago, and I did not have this. And I'm telling you, it was a long road to hoe. But once I got that, I got the identity theft insurance. I actually got it a little before that. And they were quite good. I had a couple of uh, uh, credit cards pop up. They emailed me and somebody had put a credit card in my name. I talked to uh, uh, LifeLock. They assigned me a person. We called the credit card company, which at this time was Wells Fargo. That person from LifeLock stayed on the line with me until we talked to the Wells Fargo person and made sure that this wasn't going to, you know, they're not going to give that person a credit card. And then they got off and then they followed up with me afterwards. So I thought that was pretty good.
1: Wow, that's really good. Thank you, Frank.
0: Of course, of course. Um, You know, some of the smart uses of credit, don't use it for depreciated assets leverage it for performing assets and if you do it right it's going to build your credit score with proper use use it for some of the incentives the warranties and benefits it has some cards will even categories categorize your transactions but invest in yourself and your success and i think that's something that we really promote in our real estate, uh, Wealth Builders Real Estate and Business Coaching programs, is investing in yourself and educating yourself is really, really important so that you know what you're doing. So, if you have an error on your credit report, used to be you had to fax and mail back and forth and this, that, and the other thing, but you can actually uh, do it online right now. For example, Experian you can go to uh, experian.com/disputes and uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, kind of work it out there and sometimes two of the credit re- uh, reporting agencies will have it right and one will have it wrong so it's kind of it's kind of crazy the nice thing about any of the credit identity theft credit companies is if there's something that happens they send you an email and a text you know right away but beware, if you got a foreclosure or bankruptcy or whatever, it can stay on your credit report for seven to 10 years. Okay. All right, we're going to finish up here really quick. One of the things I want to talk about is, you know, low the cost of a low credit score. It's going to make credit higher cost to you. You might not be able to get it. Can affect car home and other insurance uh, rates. And the list goes on. And just a quickie, over a $20,000 car payment paid over five years at 7%, your monthly payment will be $396 total cost after it's all over $3,700. If you got 14%, which they call a subprime loan, you'll get it. But uh, your payment's going to be $465 a month, and you're going to pay about $8,000, a $4,200 difference for not having good for not having good credit. So before I end on a spiritual note, Karen, what else, what else do you think we should throw in here?
1: I think you've really covered things well, Frank, and um, just how to use credit. Um, I think too, like when our children are younger or, you know, teaching them, making sure we teach them about credit is very helpful. And even helping establish credit and uh, overseeing it, managing it, it really helps our kids and our grandkids not get into a situation that will really cost them um, down the road.
0: You know, for a long time, 10 years, I volunteered with Junior Achievement. And I just got really busy with, you know, all all the stuff uh, with coaching and everything else, which I totally love but you know one of the nice things about junior achievement was you do teach kids about finances how to write a check about credit and stuff they don't teach that in the schools they don't. i just think it's amazing i've had kids that have come to me that do not have, know how to address a letter i just don't i think that's a crying shame so
1: wow that is something i'll mention too uh before i i turn it back over you for just some final comments is that on our website, Billy has created something called the Debt Snowball Calculator. Mm -hmm. So if you have got some debt that you're trying to get paid down, check that out, go to wealthbuilders.org and it's on, um, I think it's under resources and look at that and you can enter information in there to help you know how to pay down your credit cards and pay down debt.
0: Cool. Well, we'll end on a spiritual note, and then I'm going to throw it right back to Karen to kind of finish it up. So, this comes from Philippians 4.17. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit that increases your account. So, thank you, guys. I appreciate you joining us today, and I'm going to throw it back over to Karen.
1: Awesome. Frank, this was so good. Thank you. And just a reminder to all of you listening, you will be able to hear more from Frank at our upcoming real estate workshop. Again, it's April 28th to the 30th. We've got live stream available. The in person is sold out. To learn more, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. And just a reminder that Billy and Becky have got a like over a thousand blogs on the wealth builders website that gives you information on just this topic, credit, paying off debt, real estate business, you name it. So if you've not checked that out, I invite you to do so go to wealthbuilders.org. And there is a search button up on the right hand side, you can enter in a topic and it will pull all the blogs up, all the information on that topic. So it's just this amazing resource that, that I think we should mention more and that's why I'm telling all of you about it so uh, thank you so much for joining us for the wealth builders podcast each week we really appreciate it please share this with your friends and family anybody that you feel is um, wanting to learn more about building wealth God's way thank you so much God bless you and make it a great rest of the day
0: Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.